Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media and who doesn't want to know what works. I am super excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by Colin Cottrell, and you probably don't know who he is, but you're definitely going to be interested in this show. We're going to explore how he has rapidly built massive Facebook pages without advertising. And you're going to discover how these Facebook pages that he's built are driving hundreds of thousands and even millions of page views to his blog. It is going to be very eye-opening. I know you're going to really like it. Also, if you're wanting to communicate with me in any way, podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com comes straight to my inbox. With that, let's move on to today's discovery. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher, who has a brand new discovery for us. Eric, what'd you find? I found an app that lets you do Facebook Messenger in and of itself without having to go to Facebook. Okay. Well, and what's it called? And tell us a little bit more. All right. It's called <laughs> it's called Goofy, and you can find it at goofyapp.com. It's a free, unofficial Facebook Messenger client for OS X, the Mac. And the, the benefit to me, when I found this, I said, oh, I definitely want that, is I can go do Facebook messages with people, but not get sucked into the time suck of Facebook when I have other things to do. So, all right. So it runs on your Mac desktop and somehow allows you to do messages messages back and forth. But isn't that arguably a distraction for those of us that are trying to stay focused? <laughs> it- uh, exactly. And, and that's why I decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to keep this in the dock, but leave it turned off. But if I know I need to go send a message or check on a message from somebody, it's probably best for me not to go to Facebook and get sucked in or go to my phone and get sucked in. I'll just open this and I'll have visual on, is there anything re- there to send or receive? No, yes, done, out. Very cool. And what's it cost and where do we find it? It is free and you just go to goofyapp.com and you can find it there free to download. Uh-huh. Thank you, Eric. That's my goofy impersonation. <laughs> nice. Are you going to leave that in? Of course. Nice. That's great. All right. Thanks, man. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. 
we do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. All right, with that, let's transition over to today's interview that you're going to love with Colin. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I'm very excited to be joined today by Colin Cottrell. If you don't know who Colin is, he's the founder of whitetailoverload.com, a website dedicated to deer hunting. He's quickly built a massive following of more than 800,000 Facebook fans on his Facebook page, all organically without advertising. He also founded another new site called OutdoorOverload.com. Colin, welcome to the show. Glad to be on the show, Michael. Uh, thanks for asking me to be a guest, and I'm excited to share a little bit of information about my uh, social media communities and my websites for you. That's really cool. We met in person at Social Media Marketing World, and today we're going to explore Colin's story and really how he's built this massive online community on Facebook organically. And whether you're into hunting or not doesn't matter. What matters is what Colin has accomplished. So let's start with your your story. How did you get into hunting and ultimately end up building this massive online community? Absolutely. Well, really, it started, you know, from a young age, uh, growing up in the Midwest, my dad, uh, you know, brought me into hunting and, and taught me about hunting. It was kind of a way of life for us. You know, we, we, we go hunting in the fall for deer and we eat meat, and you know it was a, it was a way to get in the outdoors, uh, learn about nature, you know, spend time with God, um, just a lot of things like that. So my dad and, and my uncles as well, you know, we'd share a lot of time and have hunting camps. Uh, it, you might know a little bit about that, Michael, being from the Midwest yourself. You know, we, we'd spend time in hunting camps around the campfire at night, you know, telling hunting stories and just talking about life and you know, really enjoying that. So that was kind of the start of you know learning about hunting, and then from there, um, I. You know, I found that I had a passion for this. This was something that I wanted to find a way to make a living out of. So, um, from there, I you know I obviously found that way, and, and really it starts out in high school. Uh, I became a you know uh, an enthusiast of hunting, but I also you know knew that I wanted to uh, find a way to get into hunting. So I started building websites. I started doing graphic design. I started using, uh, social media at the time was MySpace. So I was using, uh, MySpace and then Twitter was obviously another part of it. So I was using those, those different networks in high school. And I, I, I knew this might be a way that I could work my way into the hunting outdoor industry. Mm. So I, I worked for a, a website or a, it was one of the first bow hunting websites called bowhunting.net. And, uh, uh, my buddy Robert Hogue, he started that website back in 1994, and then uh, on AOL actually, and then it eventually went into uh, in 1996. He launched it fully with his own server and all that good stuff. So I, I did work. 
I did work with Robert and, and on his website. And what were you doing uh, back then? Writing articles and stuff for him? Yeah, writing for him, uh, selling advertising, doing marketing, and actually, I really I, I helped them start their their social media stuff. You know, I was just I was still in college at the time. I was helping them start their uh, social media pages. You know, Facebook, Twitter. Um, YouTube, and, and from there we went to trade shows. I, you know, would meet people at trade shows, kind of, kind of build my brand, my personal brand through those trade shows, and um, and hunt, hunting shows in particular, right? Yeah, yeah, outdoor hunt, shows. Hunt, yep, hunting outdoor uh, related trade shows. Actually, archery, bow hunting related shows. There's a show called the Archery Trade Association Show, the ATA show, which is a very big uh, uh, dealer show for the industry, for the outdoor industry, and that's really where I got my start. It was. I went around uh, to all the different dealers at the time, the hunting, you know, people who have hunting products and manufacturers, and I would go around and, and film interviews, and I would talk about their new products, and I would help put those onto the website. So that was that was one way I really got started in the hunting outdoor industry. Actually, I want to back up a little bit. Before that, my uncle and one of his best friends have a business that's still in the hunting industry right now. It's a supplement company in the hunting industry. And in college, I actually started working for that, that company and helped build their website, helped build logos and graphics for them. Um, so obviously I had kind of a, I kind of had a, you know, my own niche in the hunting outdoor space of building good graphics, good websites and understanding, you know, the start of what, you know, now is a big, which is social media. But back then it was nothing. It was MySpace, Twitter, and then Facebook eventually started. And obviously we got a bunch more now. So um, I was kind of in at the ground level in the hunting outdoor industry, which is an industry that's a little bit behind. You know, it's kind of your good old boys, you know, so to say. And um, they needed a refresh. They needed new graphics. They needed a new look, new designs, and a, a new way to market to the customers, the the growing the growing customer base and, and communities, which would be in social media. So that's kind of where I kind of found my my knack for for the hunting outdoor space was uh, was doing graphics and doing designs, and 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 then obviously into social media. Well, and we're going to – one thing I want to pause on and reflect on, which is kind of intriguing, is you and I kind of got started in a very similar way but in a totally different industry. I mean I went to trade shows and I interviewed people at trade shows just like you did in the beginning. And I want to tell anyone who's listening right now, whatever niche you're in, there's probably a trade show or, <coughs> many, or many trade shows. And um, the fact that, you know, Colin, you were there building those relationships, getting to yep. know those people, yep. providing value to those people because, yes. you know, um, in the end, you were helping them. Yep. That probably was very instrumental. Huge. Right? I mean, talk about that a little huge. bit. It was, it was huge because, you know, first of all, I went around from booth to booth at this, you know, this dealer trade show and there's no consumers there. There's just the dealers and then there's the manufacturers. So... I'm going around to all these different manufacturers and I'm meeting their head of marketing for most of these companies and their head people face to face and honestly eight eight years no nine years later now everybody knows me because they met me face to face from the start so mm. you know it was being in on the ground level being this young guy who's you know in college and who's going around getting doing this media stuff for a, a very important website to those those manufacturers where they would spread their you know, the word about their new products and, and different things like that, I was important to them. So they wanted to talk to me. They wanted to share their information, the latest, greatest gadgets and hunting products, you know, for their for their company. So I got in at the ground level. And then fr uh, from there on out, I would, you know, no matter if I was working for somebody else or I was, you know, at that time, I was starting to build my own media and marketing agency at that time as well, kind of on the side, as we kind of, a lot of us have done as we're working for somebody else, we're, you know, kind of building our passion on the side. So I was doing that 
and I was continuing to build those relationships um, the right way. And you know, from there, you know, I was like, "Hey, do you guys need a website? Hey, do you guys need you know some help with your social media? Do you need help with a logo, whatever?" And they would come to me and they would say, "Hey, we need help. We, you know, you you're an expert at this. Is what you're good at. You know, can you help us out?" So it kind of went from there, and it was that was that was a huge break in my you know in my career, if you if you want to call it that. So, Colin, let's let, let's jump forward now and talk about how you got into this Facebook page thing. I mean, you know, um, I mean, obviously thus far in your story, you've been, you know, uh, building relationships with people, helping create content for different online publications. Somewhere along the line, you decided to go out on your own and decided to start this thing called Whitetail Overload. Tell us the rest of the story. Yeah, I, really, it kind of started out with, you know, I, I started an agency, a hunting, outdoor, niche-related, you know, uh, graphics, web design, marketing agency. So from there, I was building websites, I was, you know, doing graphic design, and I was building up some, uh, you know, some social media pages for some clients. But I also, on the side, I was like, you know what, I need, there's something here with Facebook. And, and it was growing really quick at the time. You know, this is back night, uh, 2006, probably, 2007. And pages were just being introduced, and I was like, man, I, I should take some of these, you know, from the ground up, I should start some of these niche, you know, hunting-related pages and see what kind of community I could, you know, build with them. So I started out, you know, bow hunting is my passion when it comes to hunting, and uh, I, I started a bow hunting, or I was working with a bow hunting page. Uh, I started a shed hunting page, a turkey hunting page, some of these other community pages, and from there, they started to grow, and and they really took off. Uh, Facebook was obviously a little bit different at the time when you, when you you know put content out there, you could reach a lot of people, and, you know, if you had a good following. So uh, I was able to reach those people. I was I was putting interesting, you know, informative, you know, value driven content to them, pictures, questions, some videos, uh, different things like that. I wasn't even into the blogs and different things like that yet. I was more into just the you know the organic content within Facebook. Um, I was also you know a way I would sell my services for my for my own business with the web design and the marketing and the and the um, graphics was actually through my own Facebook page as well at that time. So I was trying to build that community up at the same time, and I was having a lot of success with that. You know, it, it was helping me get from one job to the next. You know, one guy would say, "Hey, you know, I need a, I need a logo." Next guy'd be like, "Hey, I need a website. Hey, I need it. You know, I need this. I need that." So, kind of really took off my my business side with that. Um, fast forward a little ways, you know, I started to build up these different communities, these niche Facebook pages that were hunting related, and I was like, "You know what? I need a whitetail one. Whitetail hunting, deer hunting is the top of the top when it comes to the hunting industry. It's you know, everybody loves whitetail hunting. Ninety percent of people are whitetail deer hunters in America. The other, right? Yeah, in, in America, and the rest of the people, you know, are into elk hunting, you know, turkey hunting, and some of these other types of hunting. You know, obviously there's some overlap in, in all that, but deer hunting is the top of the top. So I was like, you know what? We need to start. I need to start a whitetail hunting page and see what I can do with that. So kind of having crossover with a few pages that I already had started. I said, hey, go join this page called Whitetail Overload, and you know, we la- I launched it. Actually, I had a business partner at that time with my with my company, so we launched it kind of together. I was uh, I was kind of the brainchild of the idea, and we we did some giveaways. We you know we did some crossover from some of the other pages and said, hey, go join this page, and from there it really just kicked off, and we we started you know doing a lot of value driven content, you know, a lot of, a lot of good stuff, you know, just really thought it out. I'm a graphic designer, so I could design my own graphics. I could, you know, we could do a lot of our own stuff in house. 
and people loved it and it grew quick and like I said Facebook was a little different back you know two three four years ago and uh, we could we were able to grow our page organically real quick by doing different giveaways by creating that good content and by you know doing it uh, you know every single day we were putting up three four five maybe six seven posts a day and we were we would end up reaching you know when we were at five hundred thousand people on the page about a year and a half ago we were reaching somewhere between 25 to 50 million people a month it was unbelievable it was crazy wow now hold on a second let me just pause you there for a second so how long has the page been exist in existence as of this recording i believe we started at august 2013 was the official first day that the the page august 1st 2013 was the first day that we started the page so we're and talking it, about a year and three quarters as of this recording yep yep um not even two years yet. Now, um, you said that you were doing giveaways, and um, yes, sir. talk about uh, talk a little bit about what was involved there because a lot of people are probably curious. And and do you yeah. still do those? I mean, I guess is the question: Do they still work? You know, from the start, you know, being a web designer, graphic designer, I was able to, you know, in those days, you could build your own, you know, you could build your own landing pages and apps for for those giveaways right within Facebook. So I was doing a lot of coding. And I was building uh, apps where I could drive people to those apps to, to, to like my page and then sign up for giveaway. So I was you know, building email lists and at the same time as well as building up my page. Um, you know, and that worked really, really well. I was able to drive people from not only my, my niche pages that I had started to build or I already had built up, plus I would partner up with other pages that were large within my niche and I, you know, that were whitetail or deer hunting or hunting related niche pages that had a good following like mine. And I would say, Hey, you want to be part of my giveaway? You know, maybe we'll provide some product for this giveaway or provide something for this giveaway. We'll team up and kind of work together. So it would help them and it would help me. Now, wait a minute, before we go too deep into this, does it still work today? It doesn't work. It doesn't work as well today. I mean, I, I still get some companies that come to me and will ask me to do a, you know, a giveaway for them. It doesn't work as well though. Facebook doesn't like. I don't think they like the fa- the the um, giveaway content. They don't like us saying, "Hey, you know, go win this and join the page, you know, like the page, join the page, all that kind of stuff." You know, a lot of people were doing that kind of stuff. I was trying to do it the right way by building my own apps and my own, right. you know, custom landing pages, but it just doesn't work the same. Um, I think it's almost better to drive people to your website, to your content on your website, like blogs and stuff. And we'll get into that, obviously, because that's what I'm doing now. And then you can really build up your following organically that way because people are coming to your website and they're looking around and they're, you know, they end up finding your like, bu- you know, the like button on your website or something like that. And you can grow it that way. Okay. So just to be clear, um, and I've got experience with this stuff as well. I mean, typically in the in the past when we would do a Facebook contest, yep. you know, you would like gate it, right? Which meant yep. that you would have to like the page to participate yep. in the contest. And um, it sounds like you were able to partner with other pages. Yep. Maybe they weren't as big, maybe they were, and yep. um, collaborate and you would both um, cross promote something and, and then you would both win. Is that kind of what I hear you saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. That was exactly what we, what we were doing. And the cool thing was, is I didn't have to leverage those that much, but I did do it just because I knew it would help me more. But I did have some of those communities that I had already started that had, you know, a hundred thousand, my bow hunting page that I had at the time had went from, you know, zero to a hundred thousand fans in less than a year as well. And I was like, man, I'm onto something here, you know, so let's use these to kind of leverage these pages to kind of get a jump start 
And then from there, when you do good content, you know, that stuff was spreading like wildfire back in those days of Facebook. So, you know, we could leverage that and, you know, it was driving brand new fans, you know. So there's a little crossover from page to page, but really it would drive new, you know, a lot of new fans just organically because of the good content as well. A lot of shares, you know, going across, you know, from other people. Well, I mean, it's, this is a really intriguing dialogue because uh, a few episodes back I had Dale Partridge on and uh, uh, he had the title of that show is Purpose, How People Over Profit Leads to Business mm-hmm. Opportunities. And that uh, episode number I'm going to look up in just a minute. But the, the interesting thing about what he talked about was he was using the different communities that he had built on um, Pinterest, for example, to yep. cross-promote other things that he had going on. Yep. And I find that business model really intriguing, the idea that you can have a community in one space and another community in another space that's kind of related but not exactly related, and then you yep. can cross-promote, yep. Yep. And, and they both kind of grow as a result of it. I would love to hear from you kind of a little bit more about how that worked. And by the way, that's episode 144 socialmediaexaminer.com slash one four four if anybody wants to hear about that. So talk to me a little about a little bit about the idea of, of uh, growing multiple communities and cross promoting them and, and does that still benefit you today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is still benefiting me today because I actually I just started a page about a month and a half, two months ago, a morel mushroom hunting page. And I don't know if you know anything about morel mushrooms. I, I only know because I did research on you that they're humongous <laughs> mushrooms, but tell people a little bit about them. <laughs> Well, morel mushrooms are edible mushrooms that you, you know, you go hunting for mushrooms. They're in, you know, the grass, the, you know, the, in the trees, the woods, and, you know, they have a certain look, a certain feel, whatever you have to, you, you obviously want to, they're an edible mushroom. You want to make sure you find the right mushroom. There's some of them out there that kind of look similar to it, but it's a passion for a lot of hunter out, hunters and outdoorsmen to go out in the spring. They go out shed hunting, deer shed their antlers every year in, in, in the spring or in the, in the in the fall, winter, at, at the end of hunting season, they shed their antlers. So people go out and find those antlers, but they also kind of, you know, shed hunt, for, or excuse me, hunt for morel mushrooms. So I was like, hey, I need to start this pay, this Facebook page that for enthusiasts of that. So I started that, and one way I really got it going is I would, you know, I would cross-promote from my other large pages, Whitetail Overload, my bow hunting page, some of my other pages, and I would say, hey, if you're in if you're in a morel mushroom hunting, go check out this page. Go join this page. So a lot of people would go, and I'd obviously put a link, and I'd just share the link, and I would say that above the shared link, and people would go over and, and join it, and it kind of jump starts it, and then from there, you know, you obviously have to start to provide content for that community. So I'd find good content um, for for that community, and it would, you know, obviously would people would share, you know, share those some of those posts and comment, and I'd comment back, and you know, from there, that's kind of your organic growth. So uh, now, really, now hold on a second. Uh, how how old is this mushroom page that you just launched? About two months. And how how fast have you been able to grow it? It's fifty. It's up to fifty thousand fans right now. In that's months, so. that's a, some people are saying, "Holy Facebook's cow. not dead, man! Facebook's yeah, not dead. Facebook's <laughs> not dead. That's amazing." So, um. Talk to me a little bit about the cross-promotion strategy because um, are you, for example, sharing a post that you put up on the um, the Morel Mushroom page to your Whitetail Overload page, which has got a much bigger page, yep. and by doing that, you're getting a lot of new followers to the Mushroom page and vice versa? I will do that from time to time. I will, you know, obviously share something out there and, from one page to another, but honestly, it's more of just 
going to that like my whitetail overload community and saying, "Hey, are you into are you into morel mushroom hunting? Join this page." And I and I, I honestly I'll say join, not even like. I'll say join this page because I, for some reason when I post something up on Facebook and I say like, Facebook doesn't like it. It's it's kind of crazy. So I say join. And ah, that's a very fun. important. That's a very important. There's thing. a little tip tip for you. <laughs> yeah, and you know what, folks? This is absolutely true. Facebook has has come out in the last period of time with a statement saying that there are certain things that uh, if those keywords are in there, then they're going to deprecate or they're going to not show. Even I don't even know if deprecates a word, but they're not going to show. They're not going to show those posts, yeah. and you should begin experimenting with removing certain kinds of words. And I, I like how you did that. Yeah. So. Um, Interesting, interesting. Now, the other thing I want to ask you about is the content that you're sharing. Um, you know, you said multiple times during this interview that that um, beyond the the promotions and stuff that you've done in the past, it's about it's about sharing really good content. Yes. So let's focus on any let let's go back to whitetail overload. Talk to people about the kinds of content that you are sharing, where you're finding that content, and so on and so forth. Well, Whitetail Overload is obviously a deer hunting page, so uh, you know I'm sharing content that's about deer hunting, hunting related. Not you know not even just uh, not even about necessarily killing deer, but a lot of it's you know just wildlife. You know pe- people are into watching the deer grow throughout the year. You know you know those deer, you know they get older every year. You don't want to just shoot a, a young deer, so people people like to watch those deer grow over time. So. Um, you know, I'm sharing content that's the whole deer hunting lifestyle. Really, it's 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 a you know it's a passion. It's a it's something that if you're into deer hunting or you're into hunting, you know you you really love you know all parts of it. So, so like what kind of um, what kind of uh, camouflage you should purchase? What kind of guns? Yeah. What kind of yeah um, guns? You know equipment stands. Uh, you know, I'm doing cool memes where I'm saying, you know, stuff that, you know, really, you know, kind of brings out passion in people. You know, hey, I love deer hunting. Do you love deer hunting too? You know, you get a bunch of comments. Yeah, I love hunting. You know, I love hunting. You know, you know, memes, different things like that. You know, I'm I'm really bringing out that passion in a lot of different ways. So it's a lot of photos, you know, videos. And then now I'm really getting into the website side with my own content where I'm you know, I'm, I'm providing content to them, which is videos and, and more photos and stories and blogs and different things like that. So, you know, those people, people love that and, you know, they're passionate about it just like I am. So it really, it really works well that I'm passionate about it and I'm able to share my, I'm not an expert by no means, but I, I can be real with those people. I have a personality and I use that personality within my page. You know, people, people don't, want to talk to a robot <laughs> they, they know that that there's somebody behind that page obviously running that page so i try to stay real about the way i run the page and i try to you know i comment back to people i i share things that i like and and because i like those things i know that my community likes those things as well so you're you're using native facebook video are you creating videos for your page you know to be honest with you i haven't been using a lot of native uh you know, I haven't created a lot of my own videos. A little bit last uh, summer, I was kind of playing with it a little bit, and I know Facebook Video is actually really, really hot right now. It's 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 working really well. But what I've been doing is finding a lot of YouTube video content that's already out there because I'm not necessarily an expert, and I don't want to come off as an expert because I'm not an expert. I'm still learning every day about deer hunting and different things like that. So I'll find a lot of good YouTube videos, and I'll give credit to those people. Um, I have posted some of them, you know, organically to Facebook where I'll, you know, take it from YouTube and put it on Facebook. But a lot of what I do is I'll embed that into a blog post on my website and then I'll share that blog across, 
you know, kind of like what you guys are doing with Social Media Examiner, you guys are sharing content across from your website to your social media. And from social media, I'm driving a lot of people to my website. They're watching the videos, reading the content, looking at the photos on my website, spending time on my website. And that's kind of how I built up my website side of things. You know, that's it's worked really well. Facebook really likes the news style, you know, the news or, you know, that kind of content, blog news style content right now. They really like that. So a couple well. a couple of quick things that I want to say, because I know people listening right now might have bristled a little bit at something you said, and I want to give some clarification. Yes. You mentioned that you're taking stuff off of YouTube and giving credit. Um, I just want to say to the audience that that's not a recommended course of action without per, <laughs> without permission from the yes. YouTube folk. And I'm not exactly. going to ask you whether you are or not, but I'm assuming you are. And we definitely do not want people to go out there and, and, and get in trouble um, for taking content that is not their own and resharing Absolutely. it. The, but, the cool thing about me building up you know, my community and having, you know, connections in the, in the, in my community, or excuse me, not in my community, but within my industry is I have a lot of people I can reach out to and I can say, exactly. And they probably would love it because it's going to give them that exposure. It promotes them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, we're going to get to the blog side of things and how it all connects in a minute. But, um, do you find, how often are you sharing? Well, a couple things that come to mind. First of all, for those that don't know, deer hunting is seasonal. And it's not year round, and uh, therefore you kind of have a seasonal Facebook page. Yes. So, what are you doing in the off season? Yep. So right now it's technically kind of the off season, and and I can even share some experiences from just today. Is I, you know, I'm going back, and I'm I'm still touching on the seasonal stuff. You know, you know, I'm I'm still touching on you know hunting videos, uh, you know, tips and tricks, you know, that are going to help you in this upcoming season. But I'll also get into shed hunting, which is right now, you know, people are finding deer sheds that are the deer have shed. Uh, people are planting food plots. They're getting their, you know, their hunting areas ready for this next season. These, I mean, these people are passionate about this. This is, you know, something that's important to them. So they're, they're really thinking, you know, they're really thinking about this year round, which is a really cool thing for my niche. There's some niches out there that don't think year round. They're really, really seasonal, like, you know, like you said, Michael. So I'm, I'm very lucky that my niche and my passion is, uh, community that you know was really thinking about hunting year round, so I'm uh, I'm sharing I'm able to share content that really pertains to the fall hunting season, but I'm able to share it in the spring as well. I'm also sharing like right now fawns are being born, uh, the the mothers are having their fawns, so I'm sharing stuff about that. I'm going down my Facebook page right now. Um, well, you know what's intriguing about this is first of all, you grew up in this industry. You read all the re- traditional print magazines, I'm yep. sure. Yep. So um, anyone who's listening that's thinking about doing something like, like this that does have a seasonal industry understands that there have been magazines, traditional print magazines around forever, probably in your niche, and you just have to look at what their content strategy has been in the exactly. off season. Exactly. Exactly. You know, or look at the manufacturers that make these products. What are they talking about in the off seasons? Yep. I mean, there's always I mean, even if if your thing was Christmas ornaments, there's gotta be stuff <laughs> in the off season, you know what I mean? For collectibles yep. and stuff. So that's the good news. All right. Now I wanna I wanna focus on um if I'm not mistaken, I think what happened was the Facebook page came and then the blog came for Whitetail Overload. Is that yes. correct? I, so, I, I, so at what point did you realize you needed to start a blog and then connect the dots and how you've used the Facebook page to drive the growth of the blog? Well, at the time, you know, the Facebook page had started and really the Facebook page was helping us 
you know, I had an agency at the time and a business partner, and we were we were trying to build that agency up. So we wanted to get more clients, and one way that we could get those clients to do social media for those clients is to have a we had a community already built in place that we could promote their stuff to and cross promote to build their own community. So I was using the same method that I use for my own you know Facebook pages to help build their Facebook pages and to promote their products across to my my network as you as I call it or my community. So from there. I was like, you know what? It's a lot of work and and to to do this for several companies, and you know, I I don't I don't, I don't want to keep working fifteen to twenty hour hour days. It seemed like at the time, just building my agency, and I kind of got burnt out on. I was like, you know what? I think I have something here where I can take my communities I've already built up, and I can turn this into a business. So. From there, you know, with my you know my background already working for bowhunting.net, that website, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna start um, experimenting with, you know, doing some blog posts and putting some content together on whitetailoverload.com and sharing it across to, to not only my Whitetail Overload Facebook page but these other communities that are you know, they're hunting niche related. So there's crossover. I knew I figured it would probably work all right. I I put a post up. You know, I think it was May, June 2014 of last year. I put up, you know, I would put up a post uh, to my blog and I was getting, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100,000 people clicking through throughout my network onto my, to my website. And I was like, wow, there's something here. You know, there really is something here. So I kind of disassembled the agency side and I started to let clients go and um, I, I decided to go full out with, you know, kind of. I guess freeing up my time to really run this website fully. Well, and, and I want to add a little insight here for people that think Facebook is dead. You know, we have <laughs> I don't know three. We have about three hundred and thirty thousand Facebook yeah. fans on our yeah. on our page, but we're driving more than three hundred thousand sessions a month from our Facebook page yeah. to our blog. Yeah, more than three hundred thousand. I mean, isn't that yeah. crazy? Yeah, absolutely. And, and and I'm right there in the same boat with you. I'm I'm driving about two million right now uh, to my website, Whitetail Overload. And then obviously OutdoorOverload.com. Um, I've started that website so as you, well. Wait, so you're driving 2 million sessions just from your two Facebook million page? 2 million unique sessions from Facebook. Holy camoly. Wow. Yeah. So um, talk about your strategy. How are you driving traffic to your site? I think a lot of people that have Facebook pages probably don't have a solid strategy. So let's let's di- dissect that a little bit if you pardon the pun. No, no, no problem at all. So, so you want to talk about how, yeah, how much. you're driving traffic to your blog? Like, what is, yeah, what is your daily strategy? I mean, like, like talk us through a typical week on, you know, what you're doing to drive all that traffic to your blog. Absolutely. So, obviously, you know, there's two parts to it. It's continuing to run the community on the Facebook side. So, I'm continuing to do good content, you know, organically within Facebook, which is mostly photos and status updates, different things like that. Um, but I'm also mixing in a lot of my blog posts. Um, my content from my blog or my website over and that's be, has become a very you know very hot item for Facebook like I said before Facebook really likes videos organically but they also like news and blog information you know being posted to the you know it seems like my reach goes up every time I post something that's a blog blog related or content related it's going over to my website okay Obviously, so so hold on a second so yep. how often are you publishing new content on the on the site Right now, I'm trying. You know, Outdoor Overload is the is the site I'm really starting to run more. I'm trying to transition kind of that 
you know, has a lot more people that I can, I can hit. It's a bigger, bigger side of the hunting niche. So, it, you know, it's not just hunting, actually. Outdoor overload can be camping, fishing. Right. It can be a lot of other things. So I'm really run, I'm trying to run that one a little bit more than the whitetail overload side right now, especially because it's not hunting season right, right now. So um, I'm, I'm posting about uh, three to five posts a day. Um, on on the blog, and I'm I'm pushing those over to all my full network on Facebook, and that's helping drive traffic from. Are you the Facebook sole writer of these posts, or do you have other people helping to contribute? I do have a couple guys helping me now, and I'm and that's one side of the business I'm starting to grow is I, I I'm bringing on right content creators and writers, and I'm you know I'm 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 trying to find you know ways to you know do I pay them you know do these people just want to build up a name in the industry so you know they just want to write for free you know there's I'm, I'm kind of going through the motions with that right now trying to figure that whole game out but a lot of it has been honestly has been me by myself you know really creating the content and I don't I don't mind taking two to three hours a day to create you know three to five posts and and then push it out to my network and you know I've been staying on top of that obviously what's your so, primary source of traffic is it Facebook uh, Facebook yep, absolutely. by a long shot yeah, but I mean, I would say 95% of my traffic is Facebook. That's so. awesome. So just so I understand what, what you're doing here. So you're creating original content for your blog slash blogs, right? I'm sure when the whitetail season opens, you're going to do some more stuff yep. over there. Absolutely. And um, you are using that content. And if you're publishing five times a day on the blog, does that mean you're posting five times a day on the Facebook page? Most of the Facebook pages I'm posting five, six, seven times a day, every single day. And do you, and do you have certain posts that you post more than once? And, yep, I'm abs- absolutely. I'm posting, um, I'm posting those blogs from my website. I'm posting them on each of the Facebook pages sometimes twice a day. You know, obviously you're hitting those people at different times of the day. So you're hitting a different group of people at different times. So I'll post a blog in the morning, but then I'll go back and I'll post it again at night on that same on whitetail overload or or another one of those pages that I run and I'm still I still end up reaching a very high amount you know a large amount of people and driving traffic to my website. How are you, you know? monetizing all of this? Is it display advertising? Is it uh, trying to get clients? Um, what is what is the monetization model? Currently I'm using a lot of Google ads and Taboola ads um, display advertising basically and Google AdSense. Gotcha. Um, and that's that's been the primary primary source right now. And you know, obviously, there's there's ways, creative ways. I'm looking at it to to work with manufacturers. Well, you know, you look at you know different companies like Red Bull or you know some of these different companies that are doing a lot of viral stuff. Um, sure. And I imagine when there's a new product that comes out, they're going to come to you, and yeah, you probably have the opportunity to work with them in a st- sponsor kind of a fashion. Yep. And and yep. do you have a podcast yet? Have you thought about that? You know, honestly, I, I've thought about it, but I haven't. Uh, I haven't done it yet. And, and, and obviously, with my growth, you know, this this happened real quick. Honestly, it was kind of a test. <laughs> it was, you know, People amazing. listening right now are like, "Wow, this is just amazing." I mean, like, there's so many different things going on here, right? I mean, like, if you step back and look at this. It all started with you going around to trade shows and getting to know people, and then eventually figuring out a way to build communities, and then and then building other narrow niche communities on Facebook that were very very specialized, and then going broad, you know, and then and then developing different blogs, and and when you step back and look at this, you've got yourself a, a little media empire, don't you? <laughs> I, I guess you could kind of say that. You know, if I you don't say- see it yet, you will in about a year. <laughs> 
no, it, it's definitely, it's, it's, it is overwhelming at times. So, you know, honestly, my, my, my getaway is when I get into the outdoors and, and I go hiking and camping and hunting and I get into the outdoors, it really helps me get away from it all and kind of, you know, kind of get, you know, kind of close to, uh, you know, get my mind cleared out and get away from it. But when I, when I get out there and I look at it, I'm like, holy crap, I'm, I'm I've got a lot going on. So now as I build it, you know, that's where I'm thinking, you know, hey, let's bring on, you know, I'm making some money. I got to bring some people on to help create content, start bringing, you know, I need to, I need to bring some people on. I need to take the next step to bring in some young guys who want to learn about social media more. Obviously there's a lot of guys out there that are, you know, guys and gals obviously that are, you know, doing the social media thing, you know, these days. So I'm, I'm trying to find those people that are passionate about what I am in the hunting industry, which isn't necessarily easy, but they're young and excited to, you know, about, you know, using social media to help drive, you know, my websites. So what do you want to say? The, that's kind of the next step. <laughs> Colin, what do you want to say to the person right now listening who has an idea in a niche that's not necessarily your niche? Um, and, um, they want to emulate a little bit having heard your story. What do you want to say to someone who's just thinking of getting started trying to do what you're doing, but in their own niche? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, you got to find that what, whatever your passion is or, you know, whatever that niche is that you're passionate about. So do some research, you know, find out, you know, what, what's out there in this niche or this, you know, this passion of yours and, you know, see what's out there on Facebook or in different social community, you know, it might, might not even be Facebook. Maybe your niche can really hit in Pinterest or Twitter or some of these other areas. I mean, there, there's people doing this exact same thing in, on Twitter, on Vine, on, you know, on, on several different social networks, even in the, in, in the Snapchat now. So find out whatever your passion is in that niche and, and, you know, go with it, you know, start a Facebook page, start some kind of social community and start to build it up. From there, you know, take take the time to create good content, create you know good videos, uh, find people to help you do it. That's kind of what I'm you know doing right now. You know, do blogs, photos, different things like that, and that's that's going to obviously help you build those communities and and help you start to drive traffic and find a way to monetize, you know, what you're doing. Um, I think the biggest thing that I would you know when you're creating those communities and you're and you're creating that content, make sure you you know use a person, have a personality. Don't just be a robot. Be real within your page, your Facebook pages in your community and your, and within your content at all times, be real, have a personality. Don't be a robot. Well, Colin, you're clearly not a robot. <laughs> where, tell us where people can discover more about you and, um, and, and your sites. Yeah, absolutely. Go to, uh, Colin is, is kind of my, I have a landing page. Spell there. your last name for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. It's Colin, C-O-L-L-I-N, Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L.com. And my Facebook, uh, you can follow me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Colin Cottrell. So those are probably the two best places to, you know, you can obviously on that on that website landing page, you can kind of connect to me on LinkedIn or you can connect with me on Twitter or Instagram, wherever you want to connect with me and feel free to you know, honestly, you can email me or you can drop me a message on Facebook if you have any questions or if you're looking for, you know, some help. You know, I do a lot of uh, social media consulting and different things like that as well. So it's it's a lot of fun to do that to help people with their Facebook pages and help them get going on their passion. So, Colin, thank you so much for sharing your awesome story with us on behalf of all of our listeners. It was really exciting. Hey, Michael, thanks for having me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And it's just kind of fun to share a little bit about the hunting outdoor industry and, and what, what's happening here and how it can be used you know, in, in other industries. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And by the way, that's episode 150, huh? Sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? 
Well, hey, we take all the show notes for you. You can find them at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 150. Also, if you're new to the show, don't ever miss a future episode of this podcast. I'm always striving to come out with excellent content. Hit that subscribe button on your podcast player. It's free. That way it'll download every time and you won't miss anything. Well, this brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you in the driver's seat next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.